0: This is Working to Beat. It is Thursday night into Friday, November 21st slash 22nd, 2019. I'm Kevin Cooney. Glad you could join us here on your favorite area podcast. this Flying Solo here at the home base, but we will talk to Mr. Kern in a little bit as we get his NFL picks for the and NCAA picks for the upcoming week. Uh, Mike is down with Villanova down in Myrtle Beach at the Myrtle Beach Classic. Uh, We'll also talk to him a little bit about the Wildcats, I assume. Uh, First up, though, will be Jack McCaffrey, uh, the longtime columnist for the Delco Times and one of the best minds on football and basketball you can get, uh, and baseball, too. Jack is always opinionated. We'll talk to Jack in a few moments here. About the Eagles on the verge of a critical game against the Seattle Seahawks this week. Um. pretty much, you know, everybody thought, well, you know, even if you lose both to New England and Seattle, well, you know, Dallas will lose in New England, so that'll even everything out, and, you know, you'll be one game back, and it'll all come down to that game against the Cowboys at the end of December. Maybe it's not that easy. After watching New England last week, I would be a little afraid of putting all my eggs in the Patriots are going to beat the Cowboys basket. Yes, there's Jason Garrett versus Bill Belichick. Yes, the Cowboys uh I'm sorry, the Patriot defense is really good. Um, but if you're counting on somebody else to do your own dirty work, you got problems. So we'll talk Eagles and Seahawks. We'll also talk about the Sixers. Ben Simmons! By the way, part of the reason I'm a little hoarse, I was so busy celebrating in the streets last night after Ben Simmons finally made his first regular season three-pointer. What a, what a magical moment in the history of a franchise that... You know, you had a previous owner say had won the third most games and made the third pl- most playoff appearances in the NBA. They used to make a big deal of it. Now, guy hits a three and there's like celebration. And you barely beat the Knicks at home. So that's what's on tap here on this show. It's little Eagles and a little Sixers and a little bit of everything else. So uh, we we'll hope you enjoy it. Mr. Kern we will be back on Tuesday. Tuesday night, we should point out, we have a great guest. For our last show before Thanksgiving, it will be the Ray Diddy. Uh, Ray Diddinger will join us uh, to talk a little Eagles, talk some holiday memories, too, as Ray is, I think, the most in-depth person you could talk to in this area about things. And I always felt, you know, I felt, Mike felt, it's a good time of the year to to kind of pull Ray aside and um, get some memories from him and some observations, of course, about the Eagles because we are heading into, the home stretch here. It's hard to believe, you know, after this week, there's only five left and there's, um, you know, only two more at home after this week, uh, depending on what happens, obviously. But so we will enjoy all that. I want to say also, before we get going with, uh, before we bring Jack on, um, I was at a party on a Thursday night. Um, excuse me. Um, party for a, um, for the great book, Philadelphia sports list that Glenn Mac and big daddy Graham, uh, have put out there was a party PJ Willow over in Cherry Hill uh, an incredible time a lot of great people were there and to see the response to Big Daddy um, who obviously you know everybody knows has been struggling with his own health issues and everything um, but the response of people across this Philadelphia landscape um, was really special and I think sometimes we forget how tight a community this is you know everybody talks about you know all the all the cliche mumbo jumbo BS that goes on with Philadelphia sports. Having been in, uh, having been a part of the sports media community in this town for twenty years, and uh, covering pro sports primarily for about fifteen, there at the end at the Courier, um, there is not a bunch of people I would rather have in my foxhole because they love each other, and it sounds strange to say it that way, but. There's a caring for the individual. We all care about each other. We all ask how everybody else is doing. We keep in touch and all that. And Big Daddy is one of those people that cuts across different radio stations, different, you know, print. There's not a person who has a bad word to say about Big Daddy. It's also not a person who doesn't do a Big Daddy impression. But I, I just wanted to say that I thought it was really um, cool to see the feedback that uh, came in tonight uh, with um the book, uh, which, by the way, is a great book, um, you know, and a lot of contrib- uh, contributions from uh, a lot of different people. Scott Fransky, Larry Anderson, Claude Giroux, Brandon Books, Jay Wright, <clears throat> uh, Maurice Questlove, Ray Didinger, Angela Cataldi, pretty much everybody at WIP. You want to pick it up with the holidays coming up. So uh, the great book of Philadelphia sports list, uh, please. Um, Ray called or Glenn called it a uh, a uh, bathroom book. Um there's worse things in the world to be than a bathroom book. Um, so you will enjoy it. Pick it up. It's updated uh, up until this year. So uh, with that plug away, since Mr. Kern's not here to plug uh, his various things, we uh, figure we get that one in. All right. Up first, uh, after the break, it's going to be Jack McCaffrey uh, talking a little Sixers and talking a little Eagles here on Working the Beat. We're going to reach the sports fans of Philadelphia in a brand new way. This is Kevin Cooney. Each week, the Work of the Beat podcast with Mike Kern and I brings the hottest topics into this sports craze town with the people and the events that shape the landscape. Now, your business could connect with those people by advertising on the Work of the Beat podcast. Join us at 267-546-7277 or email us at workingthebeat at gmail.com to find out how you can reach out to this growing audience. It's the best sports talk in Philadelphia, and you can be a part of it. That's 267 546 7277 or beat at gmail.com to join the Workin' the Beat podcast family. Joining us now, the veteran columnist for the Delco Times and uh, has covered everything, covers a little bit of everything all year long. Jack McCaffrey. Jack, how are you? Hi, Kev. Uh, I You know, it's funny. There was a celebration in this town yes, last night. You would have thought that like the sixers won an NBA title. It was just Ben Simmons he, hitting a three. Are we in such age-diminished expectations that one multi-million dollar player and former number one pick hitting a three should be a big deal?:
1: Well said, that's about in my opinion, exactly. If that's such a big deal, that's pretty pathetic. It really is that of course, he made one in college. Now he's made one in the NBA. Uh, I suppose some people are having some fun with it, and, but it's, uh, I don't find it the least bit comical. As an, a basketball analyst, I find it kind of outrageous that he's made one in his career. But uh, for the sake of argument, let's say this. He's got to start somewhere. So there he goes. Well, He made one, but it's over, over the top. The celebration over. One three-point, made three-pointer. High school kids make three-pointers.
0: Well, Jack, I mean, beyond just what's going on with Simmons, you look at this team. I mean, they were down 17 at one point to the Knicks last night. They haven't looked good in any of these games. You know, we're, we're almost a quarter of the way into the season here, and I get Brett is saying, give me the Christmas, but, you know, it just feels ugly, doesn't it?
1: It does. That's, again, that's another good word. It feels ugly. I don't know that it necessarily is ugly, but it's. Uh, we all know that when that schedule came out, you looked at it and said, it's going to be a handful early. And I'm on the record in print and in various places as saying, this team's not as good as the team that they ended with last year. Because of Butler? Because of Butler. Jimmy, because of Butler. And because of, of JJ Reddick at that time, I will take, I'll take Butler and JJ Reddick. You can have Richardson and Horford. Let's play, but you know what? It, it, maybe I'm splitting hairs. I, I liked last year's team a little better. They kind of put this one together on the fly. He hasn't really had a chance to, to mold it yet. You had a, a situation where Embiid had uh, a two game suspension early that, that put him a little behind. And So, uh, I'll, get, I'll agree with Brent. Let's give him till Christmas. Let's see if the schedule evens out a little bit and they start to play a little uh, a little better. But I like what you said. It feels ugly. It doesn't feel right. This team doesn't feel right. It doesn't shoot three-pointers well enough. Richardson is not what he was advertised as, and it's, they're still finding their way. They're still finding their stride, and Brett Brown has got to figure it out. Brett Brown, in my opinion, is is a masterful basketball mind and he will get it figured out as long as he has the opportunity to do it. Last year he really didn't have great opportunities to put together those three three teams that he had. And basically they put they changed the team three times and he never was able to get his stride there. So I'm willing to give them the the opportunity to get to at least Christmas or beyond before we what? really draw conclusions. But feel is a good word. Doesn't look, doesn't look right right now.
0: But, but but Jack, I mean, before we get into, you know, Brett and Brett's long-term future here, I think the style of play that they've played, and, yeah, we brought this up with Bob Ford the other night uh, on the podcast. I
1: heard that.
0: It was, a, it was an excellent podcast. I enjoyed I, that I, very much. And, I mean, I appreciate that. Um, but – they're trying to win the 1988 title, and you and I have talked about this. You can't win in this generation of the NBA without shooting a jumper or without having outside shooting. You can't, you can't win playing bully ball anymore.
1: No, you can't. absolutely cannot, and you're not going to bully NBA players. You're not going to bully professionals, and you're not going to smash mouth people. And and, and and if you are, it's going to be as a additional component to a complete team. It can't be as an alternative to the way you're supposed to play the game at, at the NBA level in this day and age, which is to make three pointers. Obviously, by the time they get to the playoffs, whether at during the you know the, the buyout period or the trade deadline, Elton Brand is going to come up with some veteran shooters that's going to be make a huge difference come playoff time so there will be that but, you, but you're right you cannot go back door on the way the game is supposed to be played we don't we don't have any shooters okay we'll bully you you know what long term you, you can't win that way you can't win trading twos for threes how, man, how
0: many uh, you know Brett Brown has been through a lot with this team you and I agree on this
1: yeah oh what a what a story. Is, this, him someday the championship.
0: is this his last chance though? Yeah.
1: Knowing that, that
0: Knowing like, the expectations.
1: What, knowing the expectations and knowing what Josh Harris's disposition was heading into the playoffs last year, I don't know how you can say anything other than that. Yeah. It's uh as far as last chance, where where are you putting where are you putting it? He's got the final four. Oh
0: no! If, no, if no, you no, struggle no, at Christmas, could you see it in no, season change? No, 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 no. I would. I, my, my, my read on that is not
1: that at all. My read is what he does in the playoffs this year. He, he's got to, he's got to get to the final four or beyond in the playoffs this year for Josh Harris to take his hands off his hips because Josh Harris, as we know, uh, Brett Brown reports directly Whoa. to the ownership. He doesn't report to Alec Brand, so uh, Josh Harris isn't going to fire. Brent Brown over a four record at Christmas. Well, Unless it's a well, 10 game losing streak or something,
0: maybe. Well, but I mean, you know, look, everybody's talked about the sense of urgency that has to be there for this franchise because knowing that the Nets are going to get Durant next year, uh, you know, look, the Celtics are better even without Irving. Um, you know, the, the, the t- there's teams in the East that are coming up quick, and this sixer window is supposed to be open now. If you are struggling to the point where you look like you're going to be a four or five seed, it's not unprecedented that that teams have blown out their coaches around the, the beginning of a new year.
1: No, it's, it's it's certainly not. What what is a little unprecedented, maybe unprecedented is the word, which is a little bit separates the Sixers from other teams. Is this 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 work goes right from owner to coach, bypassing the GM. So the. A lot of times those situations are, are a result of the GM feeling a little pressure uh, as long as and I say this because because I, I happen to know it uh, at some level where Josh Harris a lot of times gets influenced, he gets influenced by his circle of friends and, and, and people at his level of finance and, and industry. if they're making that's a small finance, circle if they exactly but if they're making, that was that's what happened when he w- made the changes with inky It was his his friends and people that he trusted, and maybe some of his partners and and and, and investors were saying, "What are you doing? You're embarrassing us. This is the worst day ever." And th- that's when he finally moved on. That he is a Brett Brown guy. He likes him personally. He likes him professionally. He, 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 you see him in the press conferences mm-hmm. after the Sixers win a game. He sits in there uh, like wide-eyed, just trying to learn as much as he can from Brett. He also is very loyal to the guy who he put out there out front for all those years to take, take the heat during all that processing. So Josh Harris is in no hurry at all to move Brett Brown less than – some failure in the playoffs and that he's already on record saying that would be pro he was on record saying that last year that it would be problematic. And that that's, that that's code for Brett's got to get it done in the playoffs this year to some measurable uh, success. He's got to at least get the final four. We're talking, my the- opinion, but, but not, but I, I, my, my guess, Kev, he's fine. Well, past Christmas.
0: We're talking they to Jack-, Jack-,
1: Jack.
0: Yeah, no, no, we're talking to Jack McCaffrey at the Delta he- times. Let me flip to the center. Um, every year now, it seems like there's some issue that comes up about his conditioning. And you know, the Sixers obviously want to make sure he's healthy for the playoffs, and I get that. But why does his conditioning seem like it takes five steps back every time he takes two days off? And,
1: and, and, and the, not only is it a good question, but it's a, it's a great question in the context of You can't accuse them of not trying. You can't accuse them of not resting them, low-managing them, sitting them out for two years, uh, giving them the benefits of dieticians and, and trainers and, personal chefs, work and... On personal chefs and let him work on his own time and let him practice when he has to practice and not practice. and Go to the all-star game when he shouldn't go to the all-star game. They've done everything they can. So in the context of, like, in other words, if, 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 if his conditioning is, is a continuing issue and you can like then point your finger and say, look at you people. You didn't even give him a decent condition. Phew! Above and beyond, they've given this guy conditioning. And, and this is, I guess, what you are – stuck is not the right word. This is what you invited when you drafted an injured player. And, and I'm again, my columns are public. I never would ever draft an injured player. They drafted an injured player, uh, a, a guy he's never – if I'm not mistaken, in the last six years, going back to college, he's never finished a regular season healthy. It's uh, it's what you've got with this guy. So I'm not a big load management guy. I'm, I'm very old school in the sense that, you know, try to win tonight's game. Like Charlie Manuel try to win. We want to win tonight. Yeah, you, you know Charlie real well. You know him better than yeah. I do, Kevin. But his, his tears, every time you ask Charlie, why did you do this, why did you do that? Because I wanted to win tonight. That's why. Oh, well, same thing. Right? So I'm, I'm kind of of that school. But, I mean, uh, I
0: understand. I understand in the modern NBA that the you, managing workloads is part of the game anymore, you know, and especially after what happened to Toronto and Kawhi last year. Yeah. But that managing workloads doesn't mean he he should regress that much and look like you know you get to a fourth quarter. Granted, Denver, but they you you know you're in you need oxygen mask. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, that, they seem to be pretty um, sincere when they said that the, 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 the atmosphere was an issue in that Denver game. Uh, I get the sense that just listening around there, that it was an, a problem with them. I guess it can affect anybody. Now, obviously, there's, there's 10 people on the court at all times. Why didn't it affect the other nine guys? I don't know. But that's what it is. It, they seem to think that that was the issue there. Uh, but it is beyond a mystery why this guy can never seem to be as healthy as he should or as physically fit as he should. And it's, I'm at the point, I'm ready to turn all the cards over and say, this is what you have with Joel Embiid. He's never going to win the Olympic weightlifting uh, competition. He's never going to win the decathlon in the Olympic. He is a seven foot one man that has had some injury issues and has some conditioning challenges and you're either going to win with them or you're not. My guess is you'll win a lot more with them than you won't. But to to, to keep beating up the fact that, that he can't stay conditioned, it, darn it, it wasn't for a lack of trying. No, they certainly tried to keep this guy conditioned. This is I'm at the point where this is this is what you got. Win with that.
0: All right, let's flip to the let's flip to the Eagles. Um, how big a problem is the quarterback right now?
1: I'm okay to say that he got a lot of passes dropped in that last, in that last game. And he's had a lot of passes dropped all year. Uh, at some point he's got to overcome that and lead this team. And th- as we all know, the schedule is going to break for them nicely as the season winds down. Um, so I'm not going to call him a catastrophe yet where I will again, quote myself, I was all in on Nick Falls. If, if, mm. if I had to pick Falls or Wentz, I was all in on Falls. You can have Wentz. I'll take Falls. It didn't happen. It's – it's. Uh, is he a big problem? No. Is he a pro Bowl player? No, and you're paying him to be a pro ball player. So – what he does again I hate to be this patient but I should give him another five or six games before I call it a, a major problem
0: well and I, I think the other part of this jack in my mind is um you know I don't know how to judge him I don't know how to judge him with this crop of wide receivers and that's a problem that's a problem with the organization not providing him with the weapons he needs. And that's on the general manager.
1: Oh, sure it is. And eventually it'll come down to the general manager. I I was in favor of the Deshaun Jackson signing. I thought he'd be good. It it hasn't worked out for him. Aguilar got old. uh, I should say Jeffrey got old very quickly. Aguilar. Reverted back to Aguilar. (laughs) Aguilar reported back to Aguilar. He, it's a, it's a great classic example of a guy who had got hot at the right at the right time. The right guy at the right time. It, it's kind of almost like Dominic Brown. Remember? But, yeah. He has a, a great spurt. And, uh, and then that was it. All-star came out of it and then never got back to that. But the difference with Aguilar is, he helped them win a Super Bowl. Unbelievable. He's not very talented. So you're right. It's then uh, they're doubling, they're doubling Ertz every chance they get. Goddard is good. He's not the next Zach Ertz. Uh, yeah. So that, that's a great point. You're not going to necessarily judge Wentz's entire career or call him a bust or as a problem based on these. Weapons he's got around them, and especially the way that they're playing—they're dropping balls. And boy, he put but, the ball right there a few times this year. And, but, well
0: and he I mean, he missed—he missed like three of them in that drive as well. I mean, you know, the everybody talks about the Aguilar play on fourth down. You know, first, second, to third down—the pass is high, high and low. I mean, you know, but that's sometimes it's just trying time. to force—that's trying to force something when you realize you have to be perfect to get something there. Yeah
1: he's got to be better. Uh, I'm not going to dispute that he's got for the money they're paying him for the investment that they made in him for the decisions they made. He's got to be better. It's uh, and, 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 and around the trade deadline, Howie Roseman basically didn't do anything. Didn't give him anything else. Was going to say, I'll play these. And it looks as what you got. I don't if he keeps waiting for Nelson Aguilar to help him win a championship again. It's not going to happen. Does the Jeffrey, I don't know. Jeffrey never bounced back from that drop in the playoffs last year.
0: Does the the shadow, does the shadow and Nick Foles ever regress without a a Lombardi trophy for, for Carson Wentz?
1: No, it doesn't. And that's unfortunate because, because it's, 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 I hope this doesn't sound trite, but they don't win that Super Bowl without the way Carson Wentz played for the first fourteen games. What? How many games did he play? Thirteen. 13. Yeah, yeah. They don't. They, they, it doesn't happen. They don't win the Super Bowl because of that. That that. Not only does that give them, you know, the benefit of more premium. Um, seeding in the tournament, but it but it, 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 they came into they they were playing so great that the, the app the optimism spread throughout that team they got to the point where they truly believed that they were the championship level team that carried them a long way in the playoffs and it, it, it carried them a long way with with Nick Foles. so it's unfortunate, but the answer to your question is no they don't shed Carson wentz does not shed the shadow of Nick falls until he wins a darn Super Bowl, And that's just the way that's going to be. It's unfortunate. That's necessarily right, but that's the way that's going to be.
0: When you looked at what happened last week against the Patriots, one, their defense, I thought played pretty well, uh, especially against Tom Brady. Um, But it's a whole different animal this week. It's a whole different ball game this week. When you face Russell Wilson, you're not going. You're going from a statue in the pocket to a guy who's going to move out, and I don't know if they can handle that with this pass rush.
1: They played so well last week. It, 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 it's, it's this is going to be really a fascinating and fun game to watch. I came away from that game last week sold on the Eagles' defense. I'm all in on that. I believe that they can get it done. But this this is this is the. Uh, the thesis test. This is the, your doctorate thesis. Can you get it done again against Wilson? The way he's playing this year. Yeah, he's the MVP this year. He's, 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 I mean, he. Jim Schwartz really had. If you saw his his uh, press conference this week, he just said, "Some guys throw in the pocket. Some guys throw on the run. Some guys throw short. Some guys throw long. Some guy. He does it all. And, yeah. and yeah. There's no. There's not one thing you can take away from him. And say, okay, we took, we took that away from him. Now we can, we can manage this over here. You take that away from him. He's going over there and beating you. So this is a, this is, this is a doctorate thesis for that defense. I'm a believer in it. I'm I'm still, I know that it's fluctuating. It's coming down, but I'm still surprised that the Eagles are favored in that game. They're still favored, right? Yeah. So uh, that tells me something that tells me that other people are buying in as well. It's uh if I had to guess, I thought that they were going to split the, those two games and, and I'm going to stick with it. And then for some reason, if I'm proven wrong at the end of this week, call me on it, but uh, I'm buying into the defense right now. I, it, it, they're, they're getting good pressure. They're doing, they're doing some, some, some Jalen Mills is playing great. And Schwartz seems to have his act together. He's got his full cast of characters back. And, uh, not every quarterback plays great forever. This might be a little bit of a, a problem for, for uh, Russell Wilson this week. I'm going with the Eagles.
0: Jack McCaffrey, the veteran columnist from the Delco Times. By the way, we mentioned the Big Daddy Graham book in the opening. Uh, Jack is listed as one of the best sports writers in Philadelphia history with by none other than Angelo Cataldi, so... Uh,
1: I, I appreciate that from angelo i appreciate you mentioning that kevin and it's humbling to think that it's uh all the the writers i've read and enjoyed and just marveled at, at them over the years it was really nice of angelo to think that highly of me and uh, i'll accept it and as in the spirit that it was, was given and, and and thanks uh to uh Glenn MacNall and, and big daddy and Angelo for having me in that book. I, I can't wait to see it. I know it's going to be a, a huge seller.
0: It is. It is a really good seller and you should pick one up. Perfect stocking stuffer. Jack, have a safe and happy Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you next month when we do our end of decade special.
1: Your, your podcast sounds great. Kev. Thanks for
0: having me. Thanks Jack. Jack McCaffrey joining us here on working the beat. We'll step aside. And when we come back, we will talk to Mr. Kern in the, South Carolina. That's coming up on Working the Beat. Looking to reach the sports fans of Philadelphia in a brand new way? This is Kevin Cooney. Each week, the Working the Beat podcast with Mike Kern and I brings the hottest topics into this sports craze town with the people and the events that shape the landscape. Now, your business could connect with those people by advertising on the Workin' the Beat podcast. Join us at 267 546 7277 or email us at working the beat at gmail.com to find out how you can reach out to this growing audience. It's the best sports talk in Philadelphia, and you can be a part of it. That's two six seven five four six seven two seven seven, or work or the beat at gmail.com to join the Working the beat podcast family. And now joining us by phone from Myrtle beach, South Carolina, uh, where he is, uh, Covering Villanova in the Myrtle Beach Invitational, and we'll get to that in a second. Um, it's my partner, Mr. Kern. How are you?
2: I'm in Myrtle Beach. You know, I'm usually not in Myrtle Beach when it's chilly. It's chilly. What is chilly? Uh, well, they said it was un, actually a little colder than normal. I would say uh, it got up today. Like, see, it's weird. In in it's in the afternoon. It was warm. I mean, you know, it was probably about 66 or whatever. Yeah, comfortable. At night, it gets, and, and when you're near the sea like this, it's kind of when you're down the shore, and it, it can feel the temperature itself, but because of the wind and you're near the water and everything, it just seems a little colder. So, I mean, I got a tee-off time at 9 tomorrow. It might, I don't know. <laughs> might have frost delay? I don't think frost delay. Nah, it, it'll be like like in the 40s. You know, but that's a little chilly by my standards, but, right? you know, you got to do what you got to do.
0: That's true. Uh, what did you make of the Wildcats' first game down there?
2: Uh, I mean, look, the other team was overmatched. It's Yeah, it's like when Villanova plays games like, like against Ohio, you know, like this game, you don't really learn anything. I mean, they made, look, they made 18 threes. If Villanova makes 18 threes, one off their school record, they ain't going to lose. Mm -hmm. You know, 99% of the time, even if they're playing somebody good, they've got young kids who are talented, some young kids who are talented. They've got some older guys. They've got what Jay has is he has has good depth, if nothing else. They, they, they can go, you know, eight, nine deep. Um, the problem is not a problem, but they don't have like a go-to guy per se. Um, Colin Gillespie is their leader. He came out and had a really good game. He shot the ball well. The kid Swider made uh, what he made ten shots. He made he had a career high by halftime. Um, but you know, are they going to do that tomorrow against Mississippi State, which is a, which will be a much tougher opponent? Um, and I try to say to people, and I haven't seen like everything Novas ever done, that it's going to take time. You know, and this might not be the kind of team you think it can be until late January, early February, mid-February, something like that. And that should be the goal. But anyway, now we did see the freshman guard today, Antoine, um, for the first time. And, you know, it, at first he looked a little, you know, like you would think. And then he made a couple good plays. Um, and he's going to help him because he's, I mean, look, he's a five-star recruit. You know, he's had shoulder surgery in May. He's back. He looks he got like a little bit more confidence again. He played nineteen or twenty minutes. He made a steal. And the one thing he gives them that they're lacking a little bit, he's pretty quick. Right. <laughs> and and that's so what I Jay said that.
0: last week when he talked about him.
2: Yeah. Now how they're going to do like him and Gillespie and I don't think it was going to be a problem. Um, but and then you know they have some other kids on the team who, who, who do their thing and aren't bad about doing it. The, the, the thing I'm a little disappointed in is, is like a guy like Crosby Roundtree. Who was fairly, you know, highly recruited? I mean, I'm, he wasn't a McDonald's All American or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I just think he's he's not improved, and I think in this team he's going to kind of just be a guy. Um, I could be wrong. He, he doesn't look like he's he's got his hands aren't great. And he, he he should be stronger than he is. And Samuel's, who is another junior guy who you kind of has good moments and not so good moments, or you know. the the consistency I think is going to be an issue from a lot of these guys. Right. You know, you're going to get certain things on certain nights, but they did play pretty good defense, which is what all Jay really cares about. You know, if they play defense and rebound, um, I, I think you'll know a lot more, even though it's early, but tomorrow after they play Mississippi state and then Sunday, they'll probably play either Utah or, um, Oh God, what Baylor. Right. Um, I think after these next two games, you'll have a little bit better idea. Um, you know, they could lose both games. They could win both games. Uh, they've won six straight November tournaments, so they're trying to make it seven. I haven't seen a line yet for tomorrow, so um, I won't. But off their performance today, and the fact that Villanova is kind of a name team, I would you know think they they they, they might be overvalued a little bit, you know. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, if you're a fan, I think you're encouraged. Obviously, anytime they they score ninety some points and win like they did, but you know, the opponent was the opponent. So, um, and I'll be there to chronicle it. <laughs> yeah, and I know
0: you you've been looking forward to this because it's it's, it's Beach. different though,
2: Kevin. When you haven't, it's funny. Like I sat there with the computer today, and it's a different, a little bit of a different world than I had for most of my career. And I had to file something like you know, sort of at the end of the game. Cause they played so early yep. and you're sitting there, you know, with the computer in front of you and I'm, you know, I'm writing and I always, that, I, I always but it, when, and for many years at the daily news, I never had to do that. Right. So I would watch the game. Especially like, off
0: 1130 uh, game.
2: Yeah, yeah, oh God. And 1130 game, my computer wouldn't have even got turned on after the game. Um, And and I always liked that. Cause you could sort of watch and you now looking at 20 point game. It doesn't or a 30 point game, whatever it was. It doesn't matter as much, but like tomorrow, you know, if it's a tight game and it's getting near the end, I don't want to be worrying about, you know, a lead change with a minute to go or something. I just want to watch and then, and talk to Jay and talk to the players and see what they have to say. The, the kid Antoine had kind of a neat comment because I had to go out to the bus to get him because they didn't bring him in. Right. And um, I just said to him, and he seems like he's got a nice kind of attitude about him. He seems like his you know, first time I ever talked to him, obviously. And I said something about the steal that sort of got him going. He had a steal and a dunk like midway through the second half. Um, and he said, he smiled and he goes, yeah, I wanted to, I thought I need to do something nice. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, he did. And, but you can tell that this kid's a player. Yeah. I mean, and, and um, how good of a player I'm not going to, I'm not, but he just looks like he could be, you know, and maybe not this year, maybe, you know, maybe, but, but at some point, I think he's going to be really good
0: all right so that's the villanova report um you're back you're back on monday right
2: late monday yes Late monday okay all right have to do it tuesday
0: well yeah we got ray on tuesday so it's going to be big yeah okay um
2: well it'll be big because you and i are on but ray will make it bigger
0: yes it's always big (laughs) you ready to make picks
2: sure why not i'll and I'm just going to tell you going in, especially on the pro side, I really didn't get a chance to really peruse it. Not that sometimes that makes a difference, but we'll go ahead. We'll do the best we can.
0: All right, here's the theme. Oh,
2: just point me where you want to go. Take me to the action. Take me to the track. Take me to a party. If the button in the back, I've been working all my life.
0: Can't afford to wait. Let me call my wife so I can tell her I've been. Mike uh, since you're away uh, you go
2: okay so we're, we're going we're gonna to the start college with colleges yep okay I, I've got a couple of weird ones I, 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 but, but we're going to do them anyway I'm going to take Nebraska playing four and a half at Merlin and Nebraska's been a disappointment I've been on the wrong side of them a couple times Merlin stinks now I don't know if Merlin gets up for this game and you know they're home they're getting four and a half you know they could lose by three and I still lose but I just think you know at some point Nebraska's gotta I don't know do more than they've been doing Scott Frost has got an extension I don't know what the heck that means this is more of an anti-Merlin bet which is always good basketball. yeah and I do I tend to do that a lot um and so now, look, lately it's been sort of working out. So, so I'm going to go with the Nebraskas, lay in the four and a half, and just hope that Merlin is Merlin.
0: All right. Do you want to go second, or do you want me to put one of mine I can in? Do, I can do all mine. Yeah, I let's think. do all yours, and then I'll give okay. mine.
2: I'm taking Kansas State, tossing two and a half at Texas Tech. And I, I, Kansas State has been a pretty good team this year. Um, they beat – they had the upset over Oklahoma, obviously. I, I think – I'm trying to remember. I don't think, I think they lost this week, like Oklahoma State or something. It it wasn't a good, because they were ranked and they lost at home. Now they're going to Texas. I don't think Texas Tech is is all that great. I mean, they're a team. There's a lot of those out there. I just think the Kansas State's going to come back a little bit. Um, I'm hoping I'm not missing some kind of an injury or something. I don't think I am. I'm going to take the Kansas State's plus two and a half at the Texas Tech's. And then I got two teasers i got a two-teamer and a three-teamer. And I've hit a lot of teasers lately, which is kind of scary, although I had to get a little bit lucky in the pros last week. Um, sometimes you have to do that. I'm going to take a three-team teaser. I'm going to start it off with Cincinnati over the Temples. And I think the line. I get the line down to, like, one. Um, I just don't think Temple can win this game. Nothing is. I think Cincinnati's really good. Temple's had some good wins. They're coming off a good win. I still don't know why Tulane was favored last week. Um, we had the Owls. I just I don't know if they're going to cover, and they've had more issues on the road. Than, I just think Cincinnati, and this is basically for Cincinnati to clinch the, I guess, the East in, in their... Uh, yeah, they, they,
0: could go to, they could secure a spot in the American title game.
2: I just don't see Temple winning the game. So, you know, that's why I'm doing it. Second game is Michigan-Indiana, and I'm a little scared of this. Once again, all Michigan has to do is win. Michigan's on the road, and Indiana's not a bad team. They're probably going to be really excited to play this game. I know Michigan has Ohio State next. I just don't see Michigan looking ahead. I don't think they're they're, they're in that kind of a position. I think they're going to figure out a way to win the game. And once again, I don't know if they're going to cover the nine, but all they got to do is win. And the third game is the same basic principle. Washington State against Oregon State. The Washington States, so I can tease them down to like a point. Uh, they only have to win by two points. And Oregon State is Oregon State. And I just think well, Washington State can be an up-and-town, goof, goofy team, but they're at home. I think at home they're going to win the game. Um, so that's my three-team teaser. My two-team teaser, very similar line, which was probably why I'm, I'm getting in trouble this week. But I got the Wake Forest, getting, who got clubbed last week by the Clemsons, which everybody's getting clubbed by the Clemsons. I got them against Duke getting down to just where they have to win. (laughs) Uh, I know it's the rivalry game. I think Wake is the better team. They've been a pretty good team this year. Um, So I'm going to take them. And I'm going to throw them in with the Baylors, who are laying five at home to the Texases. I don't know how Baylors, you know, coming off that Oklahoma game, who knows. And their quarterback, I think, was in concussion protocol early in the week. So maybe I'm stepping into something I shouldn't be stepping into. I think – that Matt Rule is going to figure out a way to win the game because uh, they they'd love to beat Texas if they can and I think if they win this game, they would be in the Big 12 title game. I'm not 100% sure yeah. about that, but I think yes, they the will. Case. So, that's my college plays. I'm not thrilled about them, um, but that's what I'm doing.
0: Alright, so Mr. Kern's college plays are in. I'm going to give you my three. I'm not really in love with any of the college games this week, but going to start with Georgia. Georgia has been given a gift from above another chance to go to the college football playoff. All they have to do is run the table. And, yeah, they have LSU in there. But, you know, you get Georgia Tech next week, and they get Texas A&M this week, and the line is 13. And to me, Georgia is, in my mind, the second best team in college football right now. I know they lost to South Carolina. I know they were awful against South Carolina, but I still take the body of work as the second-best team behind LSU. And, I, yes, that includes Ohio State. I think they're better in Ohio State talent-wise. So I'm going to take Georgia. I'll lay the third 13 over Jimbo and the and the Aggies of uh, Texas A&M.
2: I lay- if Georgia played Ohio State next week, what do you think the line would be?
0: Uh, I think because of the hype Ohio State by maybe four or five. Yeah, okay. That's fair. But I think Georgia's a better team.
2: That's me. That's fine. They they may be. We may get a chance to see if they're a better team at some point.
0: I'll take Baylor as well, but I'll just take it straight up. I'll take it late a five and a half. Okay. Okay. uh, Against Texas. I think Matt Rule gets them to bounce back. They do sniff a rematch against Oklahoma. They know they let that game get away. Not that I think Baylor can sneak into the playoff. They can't, even if they win out. But I think Baylor Baylor sees its sights on a New Year's Six Bowl. And for them, that would be enormous, given what they've been through in the last couple of years. Absolutely. And I don't really trust Tom Herman's team uh, this year. I don't. I've gone against them a couple different times. I think there's some quarterback issues there. Um. I think their defense, obviously. Look, what they yeah they allow fifty to Kansas, so I think Baylor can put some numbers up actually you know, in that game. Okay, and I'll take Michigan. I'll lay the nine at Indiana. Look, Jim Harbaugh. It, Jim Harbaugh's existence is for next week, plain and simple. But if he has a trip up at Indiana going you know, in the next week, I think a lot of those old doubts about what Michigan team will show up at the horseshoe begin to creep in. Michigan's played very well. Very well since the fiasco up in Wisconsin. They even lost to Penn State. I thought they played really well. So I'll take Michigan. I'll lay the nine. So my three are Georgia lay the 13. I'm sorry, 12 and a half. Uh, Michigan lay the nine over Indiana, and Baylor lay the five and a half over Texas. And
2: Michigan cannot, even if Michigan wins next week, they cannot win the division.
0: No, that would belong yes, to Penn State. Was, yeah,
2: because they'd have two Big Ten losses, yeah. And, that, and I'll tell you right now... Actually, Penn, yeah. Ohio
0: State will win the division if they beat Penn State this week, no matter what, right? Ah. Okay.
2: Uh, yeah. yeah I, I guess, yeah. Yeah, they have to. I'm telling you right now, and i said this two weeks ago to my my Michigan guy, Eddie Barkwitz. <clears throat> I think Michigan next week could be really dangerous and uh, on the line. I mean if Ohio State beats and I'm look, I don't know what they're gonna do against Ohio State to gate, but let's say Ohio State wins by 14. fourteen. It'd be Penn State by fourteen, right. or whatever. The line is gonna have to be, I'm guessing, somewhere between seven and ten.
0: You would think.
2: Which for Ohio State is low. But I'm telling you, and, and look, maybe Michigan still doesn't whatever. They, but that big house next week is going to be it, – it's going to be maybe the, the best it's ever been.
0: What do you see for the, that just What do you see for the Knits this weekend? The line's 18-and-a-half.
2: You know, part, part of me – I think if you put a gun to my head, I would take the Knits because I just think it's a lot of points. I don't think they can win. I think that's asking too much. But so, a lot of these games have been close for the Ohio State. Um and maybe this one won't. I mean, maybe Ohio State will just, you know, win by 20, 25, whatever. But it just seems to me like an awful lot of points. And maybe that's why I should play Ohio State. But but I think if you put a gun to my head, I would oh. take a chance that Penn State could just keep it in that 10 to 14 well, range. Mike,
0: I mean, the, the closest game that Ohio State, you see, here's the thing. Or Penn State's played a lot of close games.
2: Ohio State hasn't really been pushed, though. You know? Yeah, and they might not be pushed this week. I mean, they may be they're doing things. Thirty four is no the closest done.
0: Ohio State's been pushed, and yeah, was by Michigan State.
2: They're doing things that no team has done since like nineteen seventy two, which I think was a Nebraska team, but like their margin of victories and saying Clemson's been doing something too, where they keep throwing it up there that nobody's done this and look, maybe this Ohio State team is just a great, great team that's gonna win the national title and basically stump everybody, and I don't think this is a great Penn State, but it just seems to me, and this could be the soccer player of all time, maybe they're telling me <laughs> to take Ohio State, but I just think that 18 and a half just seems like a lot Um, and Penn State, like you said, usually finds a way
0: Dying around
2: for good, for, for good or bad, sometimes they should be beating a team by a lot and maybe they don't, but I would just take a chance, and look, Ohio State could be up by 20 at halftime I mean, you, you know that, I know mm-hmm. that um, and once, here's the whole thing, if, if, if um, Ohio State gets up early, it could be like a steamroller. Oh, I mean, okay. it could be just, you know, down. So I think the first quarter is going to be really important to the NITs And, you know, but uh, look, Ohio, you could certainly make the case that Ohio State's the best team.
0: Yeah,
2: um, I think LSU deserves to be number one. But, um, I'll tell you what,
0: Ohio State-Clemson State in the national semifinal wouldn't be too bad.
2: Well, look, if you get... Forget... If you get... If your four teams at the end are LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, and somebody.
0: Oregon. Whether that's
2: Georgia, whether it's Oregon, whether it's Alabama.
1: Right.
2: Uh, I mean, personally, like if Tua had not got hurt, I think Alabama would, would have been a great fourth team. But you know, But those three teams... And a fourth team, and if it's Georgia, and if Georgia upsets <laughs> LSU, because that would then make LSU probably the four seed yeah. or the three seed, Yeah. You know, it could change around who might be playing each other. But you could have, if that were the scenario, Ohio State would probably move up to one. Uh, I guess maybe Clemson would be two, and the two SEC teams would be three and four. If LSU was the four, you could have LSU, Ohio State, in a semi. Yeah, you could. I mean, and and that's really not. And I'm telling you, nobody's paying attention to Clemson, and maybe Clemson isn't as good as those teams. I don't know that. Well, I think, part of, it is, what,
0: I think part of it is Trevor Lawrence has not had a great like, uh, uh you know, your eyes bulge out of your body kind of year. But he's been decent the last couple of weeks.
2: Hey, okay, look, take a look at their now look. I know they're not playing many good teams. Ohio State hasn't played many good, real good teams. Yeah, you they know? haven't played any. They've Clemson the last five or six weeks has been, like, nuts. Now, and they've been there before. I mean, if they get into a playoff situation, it's like when Bama gets into a playoff situation. Mm-hmm. They That doesn't always mean Bama's going to win. It just means that they've been there. Um, I, I would, I think, and Clemson's going to be an underdog, no matter who they play in all likelihood. Yeah. It could be really interesting too, to see how that all evolves but that, that's what makes college football fun yep. it's because you know and now they put the 14 playoff instead of just having two teams because look, if they only had two teams this year man it could be it could be rough because you could be talking about leaving clemson out yep. if lsu and ohio state round the table and when does a, a defending champ who's won two of the last three years that hasn't lost in two years get left out as an unbeaten but you know that's you know look that's why they play the games It'll. I think that this is the best part of college football season to me.
0: Well, these next um, two weekends are
2: awesome. Yeah, and then you have your, your title game weekends, and right. and there's usually at least one upset somewhere in there yep. that does something to someone. So. All
0: right, Mike. Let's get to the NFL. Yeah, I'll, I'll kick it off here uh, with the NFL. Go and for it. It's not a great week of NFL.
2: No, uh, I, I. I'll go. I'll tell you before you even start picking it. I really. I'm going to give you three, probably or four or five, but I really. You know, and oh. I haven't had time to study it, so I'll, oh. I'll just throw that out there. Right. So go
0: ahead. All right, here we go. I'll take the Bills. Uh, in snowy Buffalo, it is supposed to snow this weekend in Buffalo because it's well,
2: no- it snows in Denver too.
0: I know, <laughs> <I'm> just- but <laughs> I think I think the Bills are a better team. Look, the Broncos went to the Broncos played pretty well for about eh, thirty six minutes last week against the Vikings up north. Now they have to go back on the road. And go play the Broncos, or go to play the Bills. I think the Bills need know they need to start getting back on track if they want to sneak in with one of these wild cards in the AFC. So you know the
2: Broncos have lost like three or four games by like a field goal or less.
0: Well, they lost that one game that the Bears on like a miracle kick.
2: No, but in all in all seriousness, I mean, you're oh, I know, I-, I get it. I'm just saying they've been involved in an awful lot and none of them have gone for it no but you know but the other part of it
0: but I also think that the Bills' defense is pretty good the Broncos offense if they're a hot start really slowed down last week I wonder if they're you know a second game on the road just it's a bad mix I think right now I'll take the bills lay to four uh second oh. game I'll take the Raiders lay two and a half against the Jets look it's a it's real folks John Gruden I has want, his team I want your in the playoffs because
2: I got three on that. Game. Go
0: ahead. John Gruden <laughs> has his team heading towards the playoffs. He does. He makes Derek Carr look like a a franchise quarterback again. He takes all these band of misfit wide receivers and just absolutely. Why am I sounding like Gruden now with the sore throat? Jets on a two game winning streak? Please. Yeah, yeah, but come on, The Jets, Jets beat the
2: Giants in the Rams. I'm just against. telling. I'm just saying what they they're on two game. They winning basically played two
0: home games. By the way, yep. did you see what the Redskins uh, the price of the Redskin ticket is uh, for this weekend?
2: I think they have to pay you money on to go.
0: StubHub. Uh, who are they playing? I, I remember I saw uh, the Washington Post did a whole not thing. A good game. They're playing no. the Lions. Yeah, tickets as low as nine dollars.
2: Yeah, nine dollars
0: for a team that used to sell out every week. Anyway, I'll take the I'll take the Raiders on the road. Play it to two and a half. Against the Jets And finally Here's my one road dog Outright pick of the week I'm taking the Packers I think the 49ers Are leaking oil I know they They didn't play well Against the Seahawks And lost They didn't play well Last week And somehow found A way to win I don't think You could do that Against Aaron Rodgers Packers coming off A bye Packers right now I think are With all due respect To Seattle and San Francisco, I think the Packers are the best team in the AFC. Or in the NFC rather.
2: Behind yeah. New Orleans.
0: Uh, I'll take you know what? I'll take Aaron Rodgers over Drew Brees right now.
2: That's fine. I'll take New Orleans <clears throat> defense. But I hear you.
0: I mean, the Niners barely escaped the Cardinals last week. I, I'm sorry. I I just I think Aaron Rodgers and them on a Sunday night game, go to San Francisco and make a statement about their positioning and maybe start to secure the road in the NFC going through green Bay, Wisconsin. So I'll take the Packers. I'll take the three that they're getting with it. Michael.
2: I actually like, I mean, I I don't know who, like I said, I I like the Raiders pick. The more I think about it, I would also be on the green Bay side of that game. I'm just not in love with it. Um, but I would be on that side of the game. Uh, I'll give you a couple more that I was looking at, and then and then I'll get I got a three team teaser. What, what, what do you think of Baltimore laying three at the Rams? You
0: know, it's funny. I I was thinking that that feels like a little disrespectful to the Rams. I know the Rams are struggle, but you know, you're still talking a Monday night game at home for for Los mm-hmm. Angeles, a team that really needs uh, they need to start winning too if they want to sneak in. Yeah, you know, they're not going to mm-hmm. win the division. They, you no, know, they're not. If they're going to get a wild card spot, they better get moving here.
2: Well, I know. But, I mean, Baltimore's been playing so good. It's just, and I know, but I, I would probably stay away with it. I was actually looking at the Cowboys getting seven. <laughs> I just think that they're going. Yeah, I was tempted I on that one, gonna, too. I don't know if they're going to win. I, and I know I hate going against New England. It's like going against Alabama. It's like doing something stupid. I just think the Cowboys can play a tight game and probably lose. But so I'm just throwing that out there, um, and I I had a another game I was looking at was Atlanta Lane four at home to Tampa. Hey, Atlanta's, Atlanta's playing better. Great, yeah. Now they played great the last couple of weeks, and Tampa is is I, I love Bruce Arians stuff, but Jameis Winston is just you know he just it, it's hard, and Atlanta at home is also better in Atlanta, on the, so I might I would think about that. And my three-team te- – oh, before I get, do this, uh, what do you think about the Eagles?
0: I was going to get to that after we got done, but go
2: ahead. Okay, then we'll get to that after. Um, and I was also looking at – I don't know. This, this could be stupid. The Giants in Chicago, under 40. I just I, I just don't see a lot of – the, the nah, there's Chicago no doesn't score no against anybody. In that game. Um, no points game. And I don't know what game. the weather's going to be like there. So, But my three-team teaser I had – was the Saints over the Carolinians at home. And I think you get that down to like a win. I think yeah. the lines around nine. I would take the Buffaloes against the Denvers, moving the Buffaloes up to, I think, five and a half. So I think they're only a three and a half point favorite, what I saw. Could be wrong there. Right. And even if Denver somehow wins the game, I don't think they win it by five and a half. And I, I know I'm going to hate saying this, but the Clevelands against the Miamis. Oh, my you, c- but you, but you get it down <laughs> to two. Well, here's the thing. I, I know Miami's played a little bit. It's still Miami.
0: Oh, I, get I know it.
2: Cleveland is Cleveland. Cleveland's got to win by a field goal. Cleveland I'll has take two.
0: A Cleveland has two guys on their defensive line who aren't going to
2: be there. I don't care. I don't care. I, they they can have. They got to if if she, if the if the Cleveland's can't beat the Miami's at home by a field goal, then I deserve to lose my money, and I and I'll live with that. That's fine. So I told you I wasn't thrilled with any of this. Now I know. So that's and, and the more I actually think, like I said, your Buffalo pick makes a little bit of sense. The Raiders picks, so I, I actually like the games that you like, and, and that's usually the catch a real of death. bad sign. So, so go ahead, go to your Seattle's.
0: All right. Well, you know, it was funny in in trying to think of this game this week. I mean, before we, you know, before we say goodbye here, I I have no feel for this football team right now. I really don't. Um,
2: the idea. Well, that- their defense. Their defense is going to be better. Their defense right. is better because their secondary is a little solidified.
0: But, but Mike, you know, okay, maybe Jeffrey has a shot of playing this week. Although, but you're not going to. Oh, no, be-
2: I just said the defense. I didn't think Oh
0: no, offense. no. I, I'm saying okay, the defense has gotten better, and now, <clears throat> excuse me. You know, you got the, you got, Lane Johnson who's going to probably sit. You got Jeffrey, who's a possibility of sitting. Nelson Aguilar hasn't practiced all week. Jordan Howard's questionable. How in yeah. the world do you beat Seattle that way?
2: No, here's and and if I if like again, if you put a gun to my head, I probably I probably would take Seattle. But the problem with the only problem with Seattle is and, and Seattle's look—they're having a really good season.
0: And I've been big they're on Seattle's not as good as everybody thinks they are, but they're yeah. a,
2: but they're a one man. They basically are. They they live and die with Russell Wilson. That's mm-hmm. okay because Russell Wilson's really good. Um. And they had the bye last week. I know that, and I know they're traveling all the way across the country, which usually is, you know, so is Oakland. Oakland's traveling all the way across the country. I know that's usually not a good thing, but I just – my feeling about this game is, and maybe this is stupid, I don't think it matters what the Eagles do in this game unless the Cowboys beat New England.
0: And that's what makes this this time – you know, we, we joked about they the time. Lose,
2: if they lose and Dallas loses, nothing has changed. Right. And you got to figure that Dallas probably has a good chance of losing. Um, Doesn't mean they're going to, you know. Just says they have. They New England and New England. New England does lose games at home, you know. But um, and the offense has looked challenged lately, which scares me because now the offense might come out this week and score thirty. But the game, the Eagles game, the more important game by far for Eagle fans is what happens Sunday night because if Dallas wins that game. It, it, it's one it's one thing you weren't counting on kind of happening because you don't want to be two games behind Dallas plus it would be a conference loss mm-hmm. which might come to hurt you at some point you have to make that Dallas game be for all the marbles for the most part and I and look the Eagles could get to that game and maybe the tiebreakers don't even favor them you know I mean that could happen too. Um, where even if they won that game, the tiebreakers might still favor the Cowboys. Um, but you know, I think the, look, the Eagles, Seattle, I mean, are the the Eagles going to score a lot of points?
0: Well, that's the thing. I don't, I don't think they are. I mean,
2: maybe you play the under, maybe you play the under in that game. What's the weather supposed to be like Sunday?
0: Um, rain in the morning, but it'll clear out by game time.
2: Okay. Well, and I don't even check what the over-under was. I I'm, I usually do. I, I I didn't even check that one. But, I mean, look, the Eagles can't score 10 points. Now, last week, look, New England's got a really good defense, especially in the secondary. Is Howard playing this week?
0: That's up in the air. It's st- still questionable. Okay.
2: And I don't know. He, what did, he
0: was league. limited in practice.
2: Okay, and I don't know what Seattle's like as far as their rushing offense. This, to me, and I know people are going to go nuts because they don't want Carson throwing the ball 45 times, and I mm-hmm. get that. But if you can't run for whatever the reasons, and I know your wide receivers stink, but this is the kind of game then Carson will Carson has to basically beat Wilson. I mean that's the way and I, I don't know if that means you throw to Zach Ertz ten times or Goddard ten times or my God, I think Miles is the guy you gotta lean on a little bit. I know he's a rookie, but coming out of the backfield, you know, he's got speed, he's the one guy that's got speed. Mm-hmm. It's just I couldn't in, in good conscience, bet the Eagles this week. I just couldn't because I they, I just don't have any confidence that they can score in the twenties. Um, and then you know, can their defense hold Russell Wilson to seventeen or twenty? I mean, I I don't I don't know.
0: Um, it's it, well, it's funny actually, as I'm looking at this. Um, there's a report tonight for the Cowboys that. Their middle linebacker, Leighton Vander Ash, is going to miss uh, Sunday with a neck injury. And he's going yeah. to Van go, Vander Ash, their middle linebacker. Uh, yeah, he's their best. He's really good. So, uh, has a neck injury that's flared up, will not play Sunday, and requires an MRI. And with, remember, a quick turnaround for them to Thursday as well against the Bills.
2: Yeah, they ain't losing Thursday at home in Texas to the Bills. Just mark that one down. Might be a game, it might be whatever. They aren't losing at home to the Bills All on right. Thanksgiving.
0: Dallas versus is, Dallas is Remain schedule. New England at home, or on the road, Buffalo at home, at Chicago the following Thursday night.
2: Right, and that'll be an ugly game. Yeah. Be, it'll be an ugly game.
0: Rams at home?
2: And that could be an ugly game.
0: At Eagles and then Redskins.
2: Yeah, I mean, and the Rams aren't very good right now. The Bears aren't very good right now. <sighs> So the Eagles, the Eagles cannot Boston.
0: count on falling two back and uh, we'll get one back here at some week. That's just not going
2: to be. But even if they're one back, and that one back is is that they lose this week and Dallas loses this week, and they're still one back, mm-hmm. the tiebreakers could work against them. Yeah, it could. I, I, I don't know that, but this notion that the Cowboys have this really tough thing, no, they don't. I mean, they, they could lose some of those games, don't get me wrong. Yeah, they could. But New I mean, the Bears don't scare me. The Rams, the Rams could be done by then, almost yeah, done. Um, but you know, it, it's 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 hard to see the Cowboys if they lose this game. That gives them five losses. It's hard for me to see them getting to seven. <laughs> yeah, doesn't mean they couldn't. All they got to do is stumble once. But they could. But you know, the Eagles, the Eagles could be at nine and seven also. Yeah. So, All so right, basically Mark- what you're asking. Basically, what you were asking the Eagles to do is win out. Yeah, they have to win out. Does does this seem like the kind of team, even though the opponents aren't all that, that's going to win five straight? Nope. Nope. Well, okay.
0: All right, Michael. Have a safe trip home.
2: I'll see you uh, when I get there.
0: See you on Tuesday. And thank you very much for joining us here. So, I'll talk to you, man.
2: You got it. Take care. Thanks for
0: joining us. We're going to be...